Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. No, I'm not interested in your past jobs. You're not being, you know, you're, you're, you're mad because someone criticized this job. You as a contractor, as a vendor of services, should be taking pictures as, as a matter of course in every single job you do. You should do that because you may get a complaint later. So you want to be able to take video and pictures, which takes five seconds. This is the plaintiff, Goncaves. She says she cleaned the defendant's apartment and the lady inspector at work paid her and she left. Next thing she knows, the defendant posted a picture of her on Facebook community post saying she was looking for her and she got hundreds of nasty comments because of it. She's suing for $5,000 for defamation of character. This is the defendant Cheryl Milnichak. She says the woman did a horrible job cleaning her condo. And when she got home, she went onto Facebook where she found her and asked the woman to call her because she wasn't returning her calls. She didn't defame this woman in any way. And if anyone's owed money today, it's not the plaintiff. She's accused of a Facebook faux pas. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $150 for the return of the cleaning fees. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Million in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Million is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Goncalves, you are suing Ms. Milnicek for $5,000 for defamation of character because she posted some negative things about you on a Facebook page. Tell me what happened. Um, yes, I am um, suing her for defamation. I had posted on a Facebook group that I was available to do cleaning. Um, she commented under saying you know, that she needed her house cleaned. So from there we spoke and I got her address. So when I arrived to the apartment, her daughter, instead of her, was there, showed me the apartment, which that was totally fine. That's what I do when I first get to someone's house, see the apartment. Hold on one second. So and the agreement was that you would be paid how much to clean the, and the apartment was empty, right, Ms. Milnicek? Correct. So what time do you get there to clean? At six. At six. Okay. And uh, how many bedrooms is the apartment? If I am not um, mistaken, I believe it was two. Okay. And, um, bedrooms and one bathroom. how, do, how long does it take you to clean? Uh, around two hours, roughly. Okay. And you were going to be paid or you got paid $150 for that, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, Ms. Uh, Milnicek, you then get there at the end. You're the one who pays her, right? Yes. Uh, did you go in and take a look at the job before you paid her? I didn't. 
Okay, she's sitting on the front stoop the- of, I know. So she's sitting, waiting out yeah. there. I, I, she's like, she's right there. And you don't walk in to see how the job was? No, I didn't. That turn, that's not very smart, right? No, it wasn't. Okay, so no. you pay her first, and then you go in and see the job. And what do you, according to you, what's the problem? There was nothing done. I, um, there was still a lot of things on the floor. What was on the um, floor? Little specks that should have been cleaned. Dirt? Um, dirt. There was still, there was grit all over the countertops in the kitchen. The, I went immediately into the bathroom downstairs first, and there was hairs still in the sink. The toilet wasn't even clean inside. There was a ring. You could see. No, um, I can't see, because do you have any pictures? I don't. Right. No. I could see if you had pictures. I could see how horrible right. everything was. But go on. Nothing, literally, I can honestly say, nothing was wiped Ms. Goncalves, how long have you been in this business? Because you look really young to me. How old are you? Oh, I'm 26. 26, okay. I just look very young, yes. And how long have you been doing this business, this cleaning business? For about five to six years, ma'am. Okay. Um, You've just heard Ms. Milnicek talk about the miserable job she feels you did, and she was very Mm -hmm. specific about hairs here and dirt there, and what is your response to that? Um, so as a clean lady, I always take a helper with me, um, so I can inspect the helper's work and she can also inspect my job as well. Of course, when two people work together, um, the better it is. Um, so I left my helper with the bathrooms and right after she finished, she even asked, is it good? I went over, I inspected and everything was really great. So, um, do you have pictures of your work? Do you take pictures after you finish cleaning? Well, I do take pictures after I finish. May I see the pictures of her home? I didn't just because um, it was like very late and I actually had another job to do right after. So I didn't even think about it, although I did upload pictures of my past jobs. No, I'm not interested in your past jobs. You're not being you know, you're 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 mad because someone criticized this job. You as a contractor as a vendor of services, should be taking pictures as, as a matter of course in every single job you do. You should do that because you may get a complaint later. So you want to be able to take video and pictures, which takes five seconds. That's, you know, there's no excuse for that. And there's two of you who could have done that. And you, of course, Ms. Milnicek, if you're going to be asking for money back, you have to think that that may be contested. And so you have to you have to document the reason why you're asking for your money back. Now, she apparently tries reaching you that night, Ms. Gongalbis, and she can't reach you. And then she posts on the site, we are looking for this house cleaner whom I paid $150 to for a move-in cleaning, and she did absolutely nothing. Everything was as dirty as it was, and to make matters worse, she is not answering her phone. She needs to either refund me or go back and do what she was paid to do. It wasn't difficult seeing as it's still vacant. I am posting her picture here also because I see she had advertised her services here a month ago. Hopefully this doesn't happen to someone else. So she puts this post up, and how do you hear about it, Ms. Goncalves? Um, so I heard about it, Ms. Judge, um, very early in the morning. Um, my parents started to call me. Um, people from my church started to call me. Like, every single person started to call me, and I was like, what's going on? And then they're like, did you see your Facebook? And I was like, no, because it was very early. And when I checked, 
there was over 200. Can um, you prove what you're saying? 200 posts about it? So one of the posts that she had posted, it's 95 comments. Okay. The other one's 160. But are the 95 comments negative? Yes. Some of it's against her, telling her it's her own fault for paying somebody before checking the work. But in any event, you then call her and you talk to her and she offers you either return my money or come back and clean it. And what do you pick, Ms. Goncalves? Uh, to return her money. And what, how much money were you going to return? Was it 150 or more than that? The 150. Okay. Why did you say you were going to return 200? I decided a little bit more just, you know, so she can take the post down for me. So did you, did she say, I'll take 200 from you? Or she just said, return my 150? Just return the 150. Oh, so you decided in your head to make it 200, but then you decided and you had to make it zero. You had a plan to meet her. According to you, Ms. Milnicek, she had a plan to meet you at the apartment at 12. And what happened at 12? She didn't show. 12 o'clock came. I tried calling her and then no answer. And then around 1230 or so, she called me back. And that's when she told me she decided not to give me the money. And that she was going to sue you? Yes. All right. So, Ms. Goncalves, tell me how she defamed you by saying that you didn't do a good job and, she, and that she's calling you and you're not answering? Because those two things are her opinion. And she does have a right of a First Amendment right to free speech. So she can write a review that is not good for you if she feels the job was not good at her apartment. So what did she do to defame you? Um, for posting, I believe she did defame me by posting my pictures. Um, also, but your picture, she got your going, picture because your picture was posted already. What, she didn't post well, a yes. picture of you doing something bad. It was just your picture because she no. was trying to get you to answer the phone. So how did she defame you by posting a picture that you made public on the internet anyway? How is that defaming you? I believe that is defaming me because she is speaking bad about me. I mean, yeah, that's a risk we run her, when we put ourselves out people, there. But it's know, not like she's that. calling you a pill-popping cokehead that she has no evidence of. You know, what she says is, I hired her to do a job, and she did a really bad job, and she's not answering her phone. So if someone knows how to reach her, tell me, because I, you know, I paid her 150 bucks and she didn't do anything, right? That's what she says. And then the next text that she writes, because you also are claiming defamation based on the second one, which is the follow-up, says this. Update on my post about so-called cleaning woman. She contacted me yesterday saying she was sorry, but chose to refund me my money instead of going back and cleaning. She begged me to take the post down. I said I would take them down and try to resolve this matter, tried to put the blame on her partner, full of excuses. She tried to turn this situation around and make it my fault, told her I would see her in small claims court. Okay, what... What is defamatory, other than the fact that it's negative about you, if this is truthful, this is her perspective and truthful as she sees it, she's relating the facts and telling everybody don't use her, why is she not allowed to do that? I mean, in other words, you can get a negative review as a business on the internet, holding yourself out as someone who does a job. People can post negative reviews. They can't lie about your work, they can't, but they can post negative reviews. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. 
Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot I would love for you to show me pictures of how it was impeccable and she maliciously said that because she was trying to squeeze you out of your money. Um, but I, you're not showing me that. So I in any event, uh, Ms. Goncalves, <laughs> I, I do not find that you have proven a case to me for defamation of character. I see a lot of these posts and they're, you know, it is a balancing act between if someone's defaming you and if someone is writing a bad review of you and they, are, they have a right to freedom of speech. Her opinion is that you took the money and you didn't do the job. You whisked through there too quickly. You're moving on to the next job. According to her, you got there at seven, not at six. According to her, you spent virtually no time there. And according to you, Ms. Milnicek, I don't understand why, if you know she spent virtually no time there, you wouldn't walk inside and then bring her and her partner back in and tell them what needs doing here and redoing. I mean, it's just, it's classic. She's standing right there, six inches away from the spot you have to inspect. It's not as though you're in some different site and it's inconvenient to check her work. She's right there. I, I just don't get it. Um, but in any event, that's how you handled it. And I'm sure you will never handle it that way again. And now you have a counterclaim against her and your counterclaim is for the return of the $150 because according to you, she did a terrible job. Now prove that because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if I tell her you don't have proof of, you know, the things you're saying, I'm looking at you now on your counterclaim and you tell me where's the proof of what you're saying. Not a single picture of anything that you're complaining about. So how do you prove you're entitled to the 150 back? By the fact that she offered it to you? That doesn't prove it because the fact that she offered it to you could just be that she's freaking out over all the negative comments. Okay. I don't, Your Honor. Yeah. So zero on the plaintiff's claim and zero on the defendant's claim. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Well, we have a zero-zero tie between the plaintiff and the defendant in this case, a case that really rested on having pictures. It would have been a big help. Ms. Konkavis, let me ask you uh, first. Number one, has this lady's, ha have the comments really hurt your business now that it's been a while since this happened? Yes, it hurt my business because I have not had any cleanings done. Um, nobody has called me to do cleanings because they went with what she said on the Facebook comments, and I decided um, anything before court date not to post any comments. So in effect, she kind of put you out of business then, didn't she? Yes. Wow. Good luck to you. All right. Well, Ms. Milnicek, having heard her comments, you, you in effect really put her out of business. Do you feel sorry about that at all? No, I don't believe I put her out of business. Um, I just... I really and truly learned a great lesson here. Not to hand over money before I inspect the work and not to trust so easily. Okay. Well, I think everybody learned a lesson here. What do you think, Harvey? So, I mean, here's the thing. To defame somebody, there has to be a clear statement that would subject them to scorn and ridicule. You give somebody a negative review, that's a very subjective thing, and generally, it's just not defamation. If a person is in prison but has been ordered to pay child support, how are they to pay it when they get out when they don't have a job? No question, it's probably harder to find a job right when you get out of prison, and maybe your options are a little more limited than a lot of other folks. 
but your obligation to support the children that you chose to bring into the world doesn't just go away. It's still there uh, until they reach the age of majority. So uh, that obligation is going to be there. And there may be arrearages from the time that the person was incarcerated. So the reality is this could ultimately end up in front of a judge. Uh, and in that courtroom, the judge is going to have to determine whether the person is trying to find a job whether there's a willful failure to pay. Some job, some judges will have you keep a log of- Your efforts to right, find a job. Including copies of all the applications, how many places you went to day by day, uh, names, addresses of businesses, et cetera. So- um, I'm kind of curious, like I, you have to check your own state for this, but like whether you pay arrearages, what if you're in prison for 10 years? You pay, t are you, do you have 10 years worth of arrearages? Because that child's needs didn't right. cease to exist no. while you went to prison for right. armed robbery Someone or whatever Someone had to pay them for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those arrearages, uh, as I understand it, they're going to Technically, be there. they could be there and right. someone, I mean, most people you pay don't. pay a little bit at a time. Yeah, do your best. Right. And, Forever. And, and some judges are, are tougher than others on these issues, but um, I've had lots and lots of hearings on enforcement of child support. I can remember one where we had a... Um, a former NFL player uh, who earned at least $60 million in his playing career, maybe 65, 70 million. And, but he had complicated uh, lifestyle. And, um, and a big bar tab. Oh yeah, that's correct, that's correct. You, you reminded me of that. This, in this particular case, he came in and said, I can't pay, I can't afford it. And the mother's the mother of the child, her lawyer demonstrated that he had paid a bar tab on South Beach uh, for like $28,000 on a Saturday at the hotel in the last 30 days. So that kind of hurt him. That hurt him. Did you take him into custody? I ordered him to surrender. I gave him like, he asked for a week. He said, judge, can I get a week? And I said, yeah, just be here next Monday at 9 a.m to come into custody and serve the, the time that I've given you. I can't remember what it Conte was. For contempt. For contempt, And then, yeah. of course, he came up with the money in between that time. He always did. It happened they more always than do. once. Yeah. But and this guy was the most likable, pleasant person, one of the nicest people I ever had in my courtroom. He just... And no, we're not going to tell you who it is. No, 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 no. This is the plaintiff, Lamira Key. She says she moved into the defendant's multifamily home and noticed the stairs leading up to her apartment were not leveled. Her sister fell down the stairs. Her friend also fell down the stairs. The defendant won't fix them. And she's suing for the $3,000 she's now owed. This is the defendant, Marcia Copeland. She says the stairs are completely safe and intact. She checked her surveillance video and watched as the girl ran down the stairs without holding on, and she tripped. The woman stopped paying the rent. She's making all of this up in an attempt to extort money out of her, and she's not going to be had by the likes of the plaintiff. She's accused of not fixing things properly. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $3,000 for unpaid rent. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant refuses to fix the dangerous staircase in the apartment building 
the plaintiff says she's actually slipped once and hurt herself, and she wants to be compensated. But the defendant says the video shows the plaintiff running down the stairs without holding on to the handrail. The steps are perfectly legal, and she's not about to be bamboozled by the likes of the lying plaintiff. It's the case of a stairway to trouble. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Ms. Key, you are suing your landlord, Ms. Copeland, for $3,000 in punitive damages because she won't fix a stair on the outside of your apartment. You, ma'am, are counterclaiming uh, rent for June, September, and October, which she has not paid, plus late fees. And you say you're withholding the rent because she won't make the repair. So let's see if we can get somewhere here. What is the problem with the stairs? Um, well, the, bo- the bottom, all the steps are not level. The bottom three steps are more so tilted down. What has happened that makes you say, I want $3,000 in punitive damages? Well, I had my little sister fall. Um, I also had a friend who came over. He's going down the steps. He fell through the steps and the neighbor actually had to, the neighbor behind me had to come and like put some screws in the step to hold it back up so that I didn't continue to hurt myself. Then I fell down the steps when I was two months pregnant. So had you noticed the problem with the steps before anybody started falling? Actually, my my baby, my youngest daughter's father came and dropped them off and he noticed the the two in the step. So I'm like, okay. so as I'm going down the steps more and more like throughout me, like just moving in, I'm like, oh, the steps are kind of on a tilt. So I casually just sent her a text, like, has anybody, you know, been out to check the stairs and little, like, at all? And I got no response. So I was, like, just totally disregarded with it. Okay. And when did you send that text? I believe it was on May 4th. Okay. And when did you move in? I moved in April 20th. All right. So, Ms. Copeland, had she been complaining to you about the steps? Um, No, not at all. Um, the first time she complained um, about the step was uh, right after I gave her notice to leave. Well, when did you give her notice to leave? August 12th. And why did you give her notice to leave? It was a combination of things. Number one, she kept telling me that um, she, her baby daddy fell down the steps. And I felt like oh. she was setting me up for something. Okay, so wait so a she second. She didn't just start complaining then about the steps. When you gave her notice, she had been complaining about the steps, which is why you gave her notice. Yes, I'm okay. sorry. So she complained originally about um, her boyfriend falling down the steps. And um, we went and checked the steps. We couldn't see why he had fallen. Were the, ste- were the last that, that, few steps tilted? No, just to back up a second. According to her, this is the pitch of that stairs. I don't know. Is that the second stair where you put that metal rod? Yes, ma'am. So I guess she's complaining about the second step, and that's exactly what you acknowledge, that the second step has a tilt to it. Why don't you just fix that? Who acknowledged? I never acknowledged that there was a tilt. I asked you if the two fact, last what, two steps were tilted. You said no, just the second one. No, no, no. I, I, I beg to, um, to make some correction here. I did not say that. I said Okay, the well, I'm saying it because I'm looking at the much- picture. <laughs> like, look at the picture. That means that it's tilted, right? Nope. The picture that I submitted showed that I was walking on there and I did not appreciate any tilt at all. Okay. Hold on one second. Is this the picture you mean? Yes. And it showed that I examined the steps and as from my angle, I don't see any tilt at all. I suppose there could be someone on that other picture holding it. But the truth of the matter is that there's an affidavit from her sister saying she fell. In fact, you've got a video. You're in sneakers. The stairs are wet. You're not holding onto the guardrail and you're carrying bags. This is something I used to do all the time. 
I don't do that anymore. I've, and you probably will never do it again either. Now, what I don't understand is if I've got a, a, a tenant who is telling me something like that and it costs nothing to fix because it doesn't cost a lot to fix, why wouldn't you just fix it, Ms. Copeland? Does it cost a lot to fix? Or you just think it's so negligible that she's just trying to set you up? I think she's trying to set me up, but I also had um, people look at it. And, Who did you um, have look at we, it? Well, I had um, a friend of mine um, take a look at it on multiple occasions. She could have called the township to address it. The township guy came out on April 6th. He found no problems with it. Have you ever called the township on her afterwards to say this is unsafe? No, Your Honor. I'm, I'm you... still unfamiliar as to how to go about certain things. I'm 26. This is like, I've never had this issue before. So I'm like just getting into okay. knowing certain things. I'm going to be honest. So. Okay. So now, according to you, Ms. Copeland, Ms. Key didn't pay June rent, didn't pay September, and didn't pay October. Is that correct? Yes, Your Honor. And is that accurate, Ms. Key? No, it's not accurate. So you sent me proof of paying 2300 in April. Ms. Copeland, what was that 2300 on April 20th supposed to pay for? It's for a month and a half security and the first month's rent to move in. And what was the first the month's rent? rent? Is 950. And what was the first it's, month's rent? It was going to span from when to when? From um, April uh, 20th to May 20th. So her rent is due on the 20th? Yes, in the middle of the month. So then the 950 on May 24, Ms. Key, would apply to May 20th to June 20th. Right. So if you still look at that, I, my rent is still paid up to date all the way up until No, it's August not. When I look at it, it's the opposite of what you're saying. When I look at it, it's exactly what Ms. Copeland is saying. You're right. She's two months behind, not three months behind. Why aren't you paying the rent? The reason I didn't pay the rent, Your Honor, was just blatantly, I just want the steps fixed. Why don't you just fix them yourself and withhold it from the rent? Because you're now, um, this is how far behind you are. 950 times two is $1,900. And it would cost a lot less than that to hire somebody to fix the steps. In our lease, it states that she's supposed to come out and fix it in a timely manner. Now, when she said she came out to check it. Right, but of course she's responsible for repairs. Let's just assume she's responsible for repairs, okay? Because that's how it is, all right? She's responsible for repairs. If it's a $200 repair, how are you going to withhold you know, $2,000 something dollars in rent? You get what I'm saying? That you know, what you have to I do understood. is, right, that's what, what a tenant gets to do is withhold rent to cover the repair, not to say, I'm not going to pay you rent till you fix it. Like, that's not how it works. I know that's what people do, well, but that's our- not how it works, okay? Um, here's what's going to happen. But, but, Your Honor, there's no, I don't, See where we have, we have anywhere to repair the the wrong. Oh no, we're going to take care of that business in one second. Right now, what I'm going to do yeah. is on her counterclaim, I'm going to find in her favor, and I'm going to order. Everybody's on the same page now, right? We went through it, and it turns out it's just September and October owed, right, Miss Copeland? Yeah, her rent is due tomorrow. Then. Yeah. Okay. So that's nineteen hundred dollars would be due today, plus two late fees of ninety five because. That is in the agreement. That would be $2,090. And on your claim against her, you know, looking at that video, I can't 
really say that that's $3,000 worth of damage done to you that would be her fault. I just can't because, you know, you're, right. you're going down really fast. It's raining and you're not holding on to anything. On your case against her, verdict for the defendant. On her case against you, I'm finding in her favor for the amount of rent that's owed, which is $2,090. All right. Good luck, folks. Tomorrow, I'll be there to pick it up. So she has to pay $2,000. What do you think about it? Ms. Copeland, how about you? What's your reaction to the outcome of this case? Um, there was a tenant that lived there for three years before her, and he never falled once. But since she's been there, there have been at least four um, episodes of falling, and I'm not sure why. And I think it has to do because she can't pay the rent. All right. Well, let's see what Ms. Key thinks about this. Ms. Key, how do you feel about the outcome of this case? Am I upset at the outcome? No, because again, there's always other routes to go. So these steps will be fixed. Um, I live here, so I'm okay with paying rent. That was never the issue. I have her rent money. I have it in the escrow account. All right. That'll bring this case to a close. Harvey, let's see what you have to say. So here's the thing. The plaintiff is responsible for her own injuries by not holding on to the handrail. That, in effect, is negligence, and that's what knocked the plaintiff out of court. I have a friend who has fraud from a family member and is trying to collect by writing a statement letter and getting it notarized. What's the best way to write or type up something like that to make sure he's covered? Okay, so I assume from the question that the other person is willing to sign it, right? Right. That seems fair, a fair assumption. Well, Probably because the uh, alternatives are, are way worse than signing, than signing the document. And paying a little so bit. you would want an admission of, right. of, of guilt that they defrauded them because this is yeah. you know, a question of and fraud. And don't let them hedge on that. It's right. like open and shut. Right. I did it. And that they owe the money uh-huh. uh, and what the payment plan is going to be. Right. And, um, and then the you know, with specific dates and amounts. And then if the person doesn't pay, you you take them to court on the document. This is the plaintiff, Patricia Charles. She says she lived in her apartment since 2009. And when she moved in, there was a wooden cutting board glued to the countertop. Now that she's moved out, the new management company's complaining and withholding money for the glued down cutting board. And she's here in the name of justice, seeking the return of her $865. This is the defendant, Lena. She says the plaintiff couldn't provide any evidence the cutting board was already glued down to the countertop when she moved in. She had to replace the countertop with a new one and does not owe Ms. Charles anything. She's accused of a sticky situation. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says she's being charged by the management company of the building uh, for a cutting board that was glued to the countertop. But the plaintiff says she didn't do it. Now, the defendant says she had to replace the entire kitchen counter due to this glued-down cutting board and owes nothing. It's the case of one sticky situation. Okay, Ms. Charles, you are suing um, your former property management company, represented here by Lena, for $865 that they withheld from your security deposit. They actually withheld more than that, but you don't quibble with the rest of it. It's just this $865 having to do with a cutting board on a counter. Tell me about that. What happened? Well, Your Honor, 
I provided my property manager notice that I'll be moving out at the end of July of 2020. Okay. I provided them the notice that I'll be moving out. And um, which how long had you been living fine. there? You were living there since when? Since uh, two, 2009. And I moved into the property. there was a prior owner who was the landlord. And then when did the new landlord take over? They purchased a property in 2019. Okay. You were a month-to-month tenant at that time. Correct. I don't think there's an issue about notice, correct, uh, Ms. Lena? That is correct. Okay. She did so let's, so let's talk about um, the withholding of the, of the security deposit. How, what day did you leave, Ms. Charles? I left July 31st of 2020. I don't have the precise date, but that first week of August, that Friday, I turned in my key, and that's when the property manager advised me that there was an issue with the cutting board. And I said, okay. So tell me about the cutting board. Tell me about the cutting board. The cutting board, Your Honor, was there prior to me moving there. I noticed the cutting board. I tried to move it myself. Well, what is the issue with the cutting board? It's glued down? It's glued down to the countertop. Jeez. (laughs) Who had that genius idea? Just out of curiosity, it, it never bothered you, so you never complained to the management or anything? Correct, Your Honor. Okay. All right. So they kept $865 over the cutting board, and that's the amount you're disputing. They also kept because they say you left some garbage, other stuff, but you're, you, don't, you concede that. Your problem is with the $865 that they kept for the cutting board. All right. Let me hear from you, Ms. Lena. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Thank you so much for taking our case today. What happened with Ms. Charles? Um, I did the final inspection. As she said, she gave us notice. She's moved out. And I went through her apartment. I asked her what happened with this cutting board. Why is in there? It could probably be deducted from your secure deposit. She let me know that that was in there when she moved, when she moved in. Uh-huh. And then I asked her if she had some pictures or a report that is given when you moved in, and she said she didn't have any proof. So I told her I will get and talk to, I'll talk to the landlords about it. I will see what I can do for her, but without proof, I have to make her responsible for the cutting board because when we bought the property, it was already in there. So what I'd like to understand, Ms. Lena, is what proof do you have that she's the one who glued it on there and that she didn't get it that way? Well, she's been a tenant for a long time and the board doesn't look that old. Maybe she doesn't use it much as a board. She just put her blender on it. But did you speak to the prior landlord who you bought it from to say to them, do you have any proof that you gave it to her without that glued? Uh, No, we didn't reach out to the previous lender. Yeah. Here's the thing. You are under the impression that it's her burden to prove to you that she didn't glue it there. But the law's actually the flip of that. It's actually up to you to prove, if because you're the one who wants to keep her security deposit. Her burden of proof is, hey, judge, I gave them a security deposit, and they're keeping some of it. Then the burden shifts to you as the landlord or the representative of the landlord to prove, I have a right to keep it, judge. Here is why I have a right to keep it. You would need to prove to me, not her, you would need to prove to me. And I know that may seem weird to you because you guys are the new landlords, but you could have asked the old landlord, Hey, show me pictures that you took before she moved in. The same thing you're expecting her to have? 
Mm-hmm. You you have to prove that's not how it was given to you. You are giving it back to us in a condition that we didn't give it to you in. Because that's the only thing that lets you keep a security deposit. Sometimes it's really easy. Like you left garbage. You know, you don't have to talk to anybody about that. We can see the garbage. Here's the pictures of the garbage. Or you left furniture. That's super easy. You take a picture of the furniture. But something like this is a little bit different. Something like this, especially since in the walkthrough she told you, hey, I got it that way. It would behoove you as the property manager to contact the prior landlord and say, hey, was this always this way? Do you have any pictures? And the one who would have to produce pictures from 2009 would be the landlord's side because you stand in the shoes of the old landlord and you would be the one having to prove, hey, that's how we didn't give it to you that way, lady. Okay, so based on that, I am or I find in favor of the plaintiff and I am ordering the eight hundred and sixty five dollars to be returned to Miss Charles. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff prevails. She is going to get her eight hundred sixty five dollars back. That's what she's going to do. Lena. You learned a lesson in in the law today, didn't you? What are you thinking? Well, it's difficult. It's very difficult because when you buy a property, you don't really go into much detail as a cutting board on a countertop. Now, we will have to absorb that cost, but I still think it's not fair. Sorry about that. You're going to have to give her the money back. Okay? That's the way it is. Ms. Charles, let me ask you, how do you feel about that? I'm sure you're happy now, aren't you? I am definitely happy that it didn't have to go to this point. I wouldn't have not never glued a cutting board to a counter. Why would I want to do that? You would need to clean a cutting board after every use. All right. Well, congratulations to you. You get your money back. Okay, Harvey, there's a lady who stuck to her guns and she's going to get the money back. What do you think? You know, Doug, it is simply another situation where photos are everything. If you take photos before you move into a place, landlord and tenant, and after, you're never going to be in court. Hey, judges, have you ever had an encounter with a stranger that had an impact on you or that gave you a takeaway? Yeah. When I was very young, I must have been in my 20s, and I was driving to the prosecutor's office. I was a prosecutor, and there was... Uh, a boy in another car who was kind of flirting with me and I was kind of smiling at him too and flirting back and this was when the toll remember that toll that you had to pay it was, you were paid with yeah. an actual coin yeah, dropped in the a back. basket and the fellow just cut in front of me which I said Meh, that's kind of kind of nervy nervy uh, he was just flirting with me and and then he, he he gives a quarter to the person and then when it was my turn I was going to give them the quarter, and they, he said, no, the fellow in front of you just paid. And he just took off. So he was just so doing it. So you didn't get it. the follow-up? No, no, what I liked about <laughs> it, what I thought about it was that was like truly paying it forward. Like that was just a nice act of kindness right. without anything in it for him. And that's got to be like 30 years ago. That, I know, and I'm still right? thinking I mean, about on, it. What does that tell you? you know? How about you? I did have an experience once with a stranger that really touched me, and it was when I was Stranger running. better not be touching you. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of touching. Uh, I was running for office. You were there. We went to, um, to Mass one day at the 93rd Street Community Missionary Baptist Church in Miami. Which uh, is, like, let's explain that it's customary to visit, uh, you know, when politicians are running. You go to lots of churches. You go to lots of, some churches, lots of community centers, you Everywhere. meet lots of people. Everywhere. You shake a lot of hands, kiss a lot of babies. Right. Whatever. whatever. 
Well, goes along with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In any event, there was during the service, there was a young woman who walked up to after I spoke, I was given a few minutes to speak to the congregation. A young woman came up and handed me a note, like a little tiny folded note, and then she just walked off. And then later at the end, I got a chance to open it up and look at it. And it was this very touching thing about how uh, she has a premonition that I am going to win this particular election and that she thought I was very sincere and I was speaking from the heart. And I was fighting back tears reading it. It was I so touching. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget her. Right. And we've been back to that church since. Right, we have. I, and, that was years ago. That was the first right. time you ever ran. And we've been back to that church a few yeah, times. Not and, campaining. Just, not, just, just go there. <laughs> because to say hello. Uh, the, Reverend, the Reverend Johnson and the people there are just great people. Just nice people. Um, we really enjoy it.